This episode is brought to you by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Bomba's vision is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas has designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. The Webb family over here has used them, and we love them. They're comfy, fun-looking, and come in family packs, which is awesome. I've never seen that before. I use my Bombas socks when I go on runs, and they're extremely comfortable. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. And the Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and perfect waist so they hang just right. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to bombas.com slash purple rocket and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash purple rocket for 20% off. Bombas.com slash purple rocket. Parents, school's out, summer's here, and the kids are back at home with a lot of free time. Go wild with wonder this summer without school. Enroll in a fun, flexible learning experience with over 140,000 online classes and camps for every kid with any interest. Look, as a fellow parent, I get the pressure of finding something engaging and useful for our kids to do over the summer break. OutSchool can help keep them engaged and their minds stimulating their imaginations firing. They offer every kind of class you can imagine, from entrepreneurship to freestyle dancing to art, even magic lessons. There's something for kids of all ages, grades, and interests. We homeschool in the web house, and we plan to get Aurora and Cohen signed up with some out-school activities to keep them engaged in a fun way and help them explore their talents and maybe discover some new ones. Out-school will have your kids loving to learn and having fun doing it. Head over to outschool.com slash purple rocket and use code purple rocket to learn all about out-school summer programs and save $15 on your child's first class. That's O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L dot com slash purple rocket to save $15 on your child's first class. Outschool.com slash purple rocket code purple rocket. And don't forget, parents, supporting our sponsors is a great way to support this podcast. And now, back to our show. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Life. Episode 5, Pete's Eats By all accounts, Josh, or Joshy as his friends would call him, was a good kid. His mom never had to ask him twice to brush his teeth or to go to bed or do his chores. In fact, most of the time, he did that stuff without being asked. But there was one thing Josh always seemed to struggle with. Eating junk food. You know what I'm talking about. Chips, sugary drinks, the greasy, fatty, buttery stuff that cuts your lifespan in half. Oh, yeah. It wasn't that his mom would buy him junk food, 
Quite the opposite, actually. It just seemed to be everywhere he went. Like it was following him around at school, friends' houses, everywhere. Well, it wasn't until one very special dinner that Joshy Boy finally bit off more than he could chew. It was a Friday night, if Josh remembered correctly, because that was when he had his basketball games. But on that specific Friday night, his team had done the unthinkable. They'd won the Greenville Basketball Championship. No one thought they had a chance. Honestly, Josh himself wasn't too confident with their odds. The other team looked like they were in college, took hormone supplements, and had more sponsor logos on their jerseys than a NASCAR racer. But all the critics were silenced when Josh Bradford made the game-winning shot at the buzzer. Ah, you should have been there. Sure, it was the only shot he'd made all season, probably the only time he'd gotten the ball within a few feet of the hoop, but that didn't matter. That swish before the buzzer was good enough to retire on. To celebrate their victory, Josh and his team went to Pete's Eats, an all-you-can-eat pizza buffet on the corner of Southern and Dobson, right next to Jim's gym. Josh and his team were going nuts, eating enough pizza to fill a small dump truck. Greasy plates stacked up on the table as Josh scarfed down slice after slice of pizza. Pepperoni, sausage, five cheese, a supreme, something with buffalo sauce that wasn't that good but he ate anyway. He was on autopilot going a hundred miles per hour. Every time he went back for more, the skinny older gentleman behind the pizza bar would give him a questioning look and say, You sure you can handle another, Sonny? Josh just grunted awkwardly at him, oblivious to the pepperoni sticking to his cheek. After downing his thirteenth plate, the older worker came up to him. "'I'd be careful, young man,' he said. "'Remember, you are what you eat.' Josh thanked the man for his reminder and went right back to his royal pizza banquet. But just as he finished what had to have been a record-breaking slice, something about him changed. It wasn't obvious at first. It was subtle. First his hair started to feel extra greasy. Nothing too out of the ordinary. He did just finish playing a sweaty game of basketball. But then he noticed the smell of tomato, garlic, and parmesan lingered over him like stalking flies. Is that me? he wondered. He did a little spin and sniff. Whoa! Yep, it was him. Suddenly, one of his teammates screamed. Ah! Josh looked up to see everyone jumping away from the team table and staring at him in disgust. Some of the moms screamed once they turned to face him and they too jumped away. Casually munching a slice of meat lovers, Josh looked over his shoulders to see if a grotesque creature was standing behind him. There wasn't. One last shriek and the whole team stampeded out of the restaurant. One boy, Kyle, who'd made a habit of picking on Josh during practice, tripped over himself and fell into a big trash can near the exit. Josh tried to chase after the rest of his team, but his feet felt sluggish and sticky. And before he could reach them, they were gone, jumping into their cars and speeding off like they'd just robbed a bank.
Alone and confused, Josh slowly turned and saw his reflection in the restaurant window. Pizza! His whole body was made of pizza! His cheeks bubbled like slightly burnt crust. Pepperonis dotted his chin and forehead. Long, thick strings of cheese stretched between his arm and side as he reached out and studied his saucy hands. Revolted by his own reflection, he burst back into Pete's Eats and marched straight up to the pizza bar. The older man didn't bat an eye when he looked up at him from his mop. "'I tried to tell you, Sonny, you are what you eat,' the man repeated. "'What do I do?' Josh panicked. "'How do I turn back into myself?' The man propped his mop up against the wall. You need to eat the right food. Josh threw up his hands, sending tomato sauce flying. What is that supposed to mean? What is the right food? The older man whistled and went right back to mopping. Josh ran out of the restaurant, trying desperately to think of what the right food could be. I know, he thought. I'll just try all of my favorite foods until one of them changes me back. If magical food is what it's going to take, then there's nothing more magical than... Thumper's Bumper Ice Cream. Josh stood in front of the bright pink and blue ice cream truck and ordered his favorite treat. The ice cream man cringed as he handed the walking slice of pizza the fatty delicacy. Oh, yeah. The Caramel Praline Ice Cream Cone. Its giant scoop oozed over the edges of its waffle cone throne. Josh bit into it. No sense in licking the thing when time was of the essence. Plus, there was a huge sugary praline just bulging out the side, and he couldn't resist. A couple bites in, and Josh started to feel cold. Real cold. Like his head was trapped in a freezer. This had to be the worst brain freeze he'd ever had. Pretty soon his teeth were chattering he was so cold. The ice cream man stared down at him in disgust. What are you? He crossed his hand over his chest and then shut the door to his ice cream truck. A little sign that said, Sorry, we're closed, dangled from the closed door. Josh's reflection in the side of the truck made him freeze. Literally. Because his head was now an ice cream cone. His thin waffle cone neck balanced a heaping scoop of ice cream, dotted with eyes and a mouth and a caramel swirl that streaked across his forehead. No! He stopped his yell to dip his finger in his cheek and then taste it. It was delicious. No! He screamed again. From there he ran home, passing by dozens of terrified neighbors and trying to keep his head from toppling off his fragile cone neck. The beating summer sun was starting to make his head melt. In an hour he'd be a sugary puddle on the asphalt. Luckily, his parents didn't notice the cheesy, greasy, creamy monstrosity that was creeping into their pantry behind them. Josh scanned over the food. Every few seconds, he had to wipe a drooping praline away from his eye. Magical food, magical food, magical food, he chanted to himself. He spotted a bag of chips. The slogan on the bag read, Magically Crunchy. He opened his mouth and emptied its contents. Something crunched in the pantry. He heard it again. It wasn't coming from his mouth. Then he heard another. And then a really loud one. What is going on? 
He looked down to see his legs and feet made of chips. Cheesy Cheetos popped out where his toes should be. Instead of legs, he saw stacks of Pringles stretching up into his pants. His zesty Cool Ranch Dorito feet looked faintly appetizing for a second, but Josh shook the temptation out of his mind. Quietly, he snuck out the back of the house and ran down the street. Crunch, 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 went his feet as he ran. The brittle chips were snapping apart with every step. Balancing his melting ice cream head was now nearly impossible. He felt sick and tired, but he pushed on. Minutes later, he'd somehow managed to slog all the way to Bucko's Burgers, where he ordered the Bucko Berserk Burger. He chowed into it. You've got to be kidding me! He looked down at his bulging burger belly. Just below his shirt, a buttery bun, two beef patties, and slices of cheese and tomato protruded out over his pants. Now his stomach really felt sick. It took all he had to run out of Bucko's, but somehow he did it. Maybe it was the thought of being a greasy, creamy, crunchy, buttery mess all over the street. Instead of getting his photo on the wall for eating their biggest burger, he'd get a photo on the wall for being the biggest burger. This was it. He was finished. All he could think to do was to run back to Pete's Eats and beg the pizza worker to help him. So he ran for it. He passed by Miller's Park where his basketball team had escaped him and was trying to finish their trophy ceremony. When they saw Josh, the gross food monster, running by, they screamed, No, not again! Someone cried out. Josh continued on. A special broadcast interrupted the daily news on TV. A nicely dressed woman chimed in with her breaking story. Reports are flooding in of what is now being called the Greenville Monster. A little box appeared on the screen next to her head. In it was helicopter footage of Josh's sluggish food body running amuck through the town. Experts are saying to keep your children in their rooms and to lock up your pantries until authorities can get the creature under control. Josh stopped to catch his breath. He could see Pete's Eats across the parking lot. He was so close. Just a little bit further. Giving it all he had, he shuffled on. Helicopters flew overhead. Cop cars and SWAT trucks streaked into the parking lot. Men in body armor led sniffing dogs after him. When Josh pushed through Pete's Eats' doors, he collapsed. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't find the right food, he said out of breath. The old worker casually walked up to him. Josh noticed the name tag on his shirt. It said Pete. He must have been the owner. I told you, Sonny, you are what you eat, Pete said. What do you mean? Josh pleaded. It means it's important to eat good food in order to feel good. You feel sick, don't you? Josh nodded. It was harder than usual to run around, wasn't it? Josh nodded again. It's all about balance, the man said. Sure, it's okay to have a treat or a greasy meal every once in a while, but if you eat too much of it, you'll get sick. You need to balance your diet with fruits, vegetables, and lots of water. Do this, and it'll make you sharper, stronger, and happier. Want to be a better basketball player? Josh nodded his half-melted ice cream head, and a praline popped off his chin. 
Eating good foods will help give you the energy you need to make that happen. Here, let me help you up. Pete helped Josh to his feet and walked him to the other end of the pizza bar that Josh hadn't even noticed before. It was covered in green bowls. This is what we call a salad bar, Pete said. Fix yourself a bowl, go light on the dressing, and meet me at that table. Josh did as the man instructed. He filled a bowl with various greens and sat next to Pete who had a glass of water waiting for him. As Josh ate his leafy greens, his stomach started to feel better. A new burst of energy rushed through him. His legs no longer felt brittle and weak. His mind was cleared, and a new strength made its way into his limbs, which now, thank heavens, were no longer made of a gooey mess. He was back to normal. At the other end of the restaurant, his teammate Kyle crawled out of the big trash can he'd fallen into. Food and garbage covered him from head to toe. Remembering why he'd started to make a run for it, he bolted out the restaurant doors. "'There it is! Get it!' shouted an officer outside. Josh and Pete shared a good chuckle as they finished their salads. And from that day on, Josh always made sure to have a well-balanced diet with plenty of fruits and vegetables. And when he ate treats, he didn't overdo it. He even got a job working for Pete as a busboy. For years after each shift, they'd sit down together at the same table and share a bowl of greens. You've been listening to Life, a production of the Purple Rocket Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode along with all the other series from the Purple Rocket Podcast, let us know by leaving a review on iTunes. And don't forget to tune in next Monday for an all-new episode. This is your host, Greg Webb, and thank you for listening.